Next on BYU Sports Nation, five games into the BYU football season, what would a complete game look like for the Cougars? What can we expect from BYU as they head to Michigan State? Blaine Fowler and Brian Logan both join us in Studio B to break down the matchup. Plus, Between the Lines returns with Kate Hansen and the basketball team finally has a practice home. Finally! No more wristbands! Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Jerem Jordan and Jason Shepard. Let's do this, Leroy. BYU Sports Nation is live, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It's Tuesday, October 4th. I'm Jerem Jordan, alongside long-lost friend and Muscle Milk spokesman, Jason Shepard. What's up, man? That's right. Hey, uh, it's good to... Like two months. I know it's been a while. Not like I haven't seen you in two months, but like I don't being... think I've seen you in two months though. No, I saw you at a volleyball. You saw match. at the volleyball, yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's been right. like two months since I've done the show. I know. You know, you can take a day off. I will tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> but and Spencer has a day off today, of course. Um, and this is a big day. You are debuting. Yes. What, we, what we've talked about is the BYU Sports Nation shirt. Now, unfortunately, we didn't get you one. You <laughs> oh, it's your- unfortunate. <laughs> it certainly is. You bought yours online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, you can buy them online at the BYU store. All you need to do is search BYU Sports Nation, and, and they're fourteen ninety nine. Oh, that's nice. And, and obviously, I know that because I had to fork <laughs> over the money to buy it. Listen, this wasn't my decision. Um, but we're happy. Like, that I realize I'm not on this show every day. We're happy that you have one. We can't like hold a, like a large back. <laughs> we, oh, uh, I don't know. I have no. I don't know what to say. But yeah, fourteen ninety nine. If you would like to buy one, like I did. Yes, you and, can, and, and you can. Look, this is a nice. It's cool. It's a right? really cool shirt. I think I we produced some other shirts. This is the coolest. You have to like the racing stripes, which the, make well, it more well, aerodynamic. <laughs> Doesn't um, no. It's like a jersey. Yes, it's like a shirt jersey, right? I was hoping we'd put on the back like 32 or something, and you could put Shepard if you wanted. Well, you got to customize it? That's Maybe later we look into that. But see, what is cool about the back is it's just right like on the neck. Mm-hmm. It just has the, the stretch Y. It's cool. Now we're talking, baby. It's really cool. Fourteen ninety nine at the BYU get store. Get yours today at I Do Rock the Y. Wife sees picture of this shirt. Gear so legit, they'll think you're hosting BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> you can buy it and uh, just... Come in here and host, apparently. So that's awesome. Um, <laughs> that's all it took. You know who wore one of these shirts yesterday? Kalani Satake to his press conference yesterday, which was awesome, which is fantastic. You know who, what else happened at that press conference? Uh, Parker Daw told us that it, this whole Twinkie thing, right? With him, the, He does something good. He looks at the sideline. He wants a Twinkie. He said that two weeks ago. <laughs> People threw <laughs> Twinkies into his helmet after the game as he walked around the field. <laughs> You guys like, are amazing. It's like walking around with the yeah. helmet, just holding it out. Yeah. So, so here's, yeah, getting donations. <laughs> we'll work for Twinkies. Yeah, exactly. So he told us, listen, the offensive line, we don't want just Twinkies. And Kalani Stake expressed some concern that, okay, it's not just a Twinkie buffet here. He said, we are going to <laughs> figure awesome, out though. what we want this week. So I'm waiting to hear back from Parker Daw about what uh, is the candy of choice this week. What would you put in your, your helmet? Mm, like after the game, yeah. Like, what would you so want after people? The game. What would you like people to throw at you, Jerem? Money. 
Sacagawea dollars. Throw coins at Jerem. I want Sacagawea dollars. That's what I really want. (laughs) So look out for Parker Daw and uh, get your BYU Sports Nation t-shirts today. Let's get to today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. It is Michigan State Week for BYU football. Day two of prep at Kalani Satake's weekly press conference. He told the media his team needs better individual defensive execution. We didn't help ourselves out with some of the mistakes we made defensively. And a lot of it was just... Not not a lot of not great discipline on our defense, and, and in order to play this type of style of defense, uh, we need more guys to believe and and to just uh, play the right technique. More from Kalani Satake and the Cougars and the juxtaposition of those first three and last two coming up in what's trending today. We'll be live on uh, Facebook.com/slash BYTV Sports at one ten Eastern Time, so about an hour from now, with live interviews and a recap from practice. Uh, are we going to be inside or outside? Because yesterday I know you and Spencer got really, really cold. We gonna... I'm betting we're going to be inside. Okay. All yeah. right. You can pull some I'm strings. I'm still going to bring a jacket. Though. Oh, I'm bringing a jacket without question. Yeah, I see, man. Men's basketball held his first practice of the season yesterday, and head coach Dave Rose says he's happy with what he saw. I really liked what I saw today. Guys hustling, trying hard, second effort. Guys on the floor. Uh, we had a lot of work to do, but... I was pleased with the group today. And how about this? The team will hold its first practice in the brand new Marriott Center Annex today. Yeah! Literally hey! right next to us. We call it the YMCA. I know the YMCA. Okay, just yes. I just, you know, yeah. but I didn't want to like take your thing. I know that's no, your thing. It's all of our thing. It's, it's BYU Sports Nation's thing. Oh. Kind of like a, like a you're shirt? You're part of this. Yeah. Like oh, so I can, have, I can have the YMCA, but not a shirt. <laughs> Interesting. You can't have the YMCA either. Dave Rose also <laughs> announced that Elijah Bryant is out with a knee injury, but is expected to be back for the season opener against Princeton on November 14th. Also, LJ Rose out with a sprained ankle. Yeah, a knee injury makes you a little nervous preseason, right? But uh, he should be back for the season opener. So that's good that's news. That's good. That's good news. Because he is a guy that's expected uh, to be a, a huge contributor and even start at, uh, at point guard. So we'll see how that plays out. Third-ranked women's soccer beat San Francisco 4 nothing yesterday. That after the scoreless tie uh, I called on Thursday against Santa Clara. <laughs> they waited till I left for all the goals. Uh, they had a hat trick from the nation's leading scorer, Ashley Hatch. Medeiros takes the header, puts it at the feet of Vasconcelos, now takes the ball back. Hatch making a run. Hatch has an open net, and it's four to nothing! A hat trick for the nation's leading scorer, Ashley Hatch. Spencer Linton on the call. Well done there. So that's now, what, 15 goals for Ashley Hatch on the season? She makes it look so easy. Oh, my goodness. She's awesome. Also, Rachel Boaz came off the bench to play goalkeeper for the first time for the Cougars since breaking her hand against Penn State on August 26th. The AVCA poll was released yesterday, and BYU women's volleyball dropped two spots to number 13 after splitting two road matches last week. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. A complete game. You know what's, what's crazy? We're just focused on ourselves right now because I'm more concerned that we haven't played a complete game on all three phases. Nobody in sports feels like they've ever really played perfectly. I, I, maybe the 59 nothing UCLA drubbing in 2008, that might be the exception. That was like the perfect game, okay? But the word perfect has a definition that includes the word complete in it. Perfect is hard in sports outside of baseball's definition, right? BYU football has yet to play a com- 
complete game, as you heard from Kalani Satake. That much is evident on the heels of a season-high 55 points and a season-high in points allowed of 53 against Toledo. Cougar defense first three weeks, remember, remember this, gave up 16, 20, and 17 points, while the offense put up 18, 19, and 14. Then the last two games, BYU's offense goes 32 and 55 on O, and on defense gave up 35 and 53. The opponents change every week, but BYU doesn't, which brings us to today's Twitter question. What would a complete game for BYU football look like? Mm. So many different ways. That's a good question. Uh, First tweet coming in from at Tavita underscore Mac. A complete game would look like BYU getting a convincing win over Michigan State. Like a 35-17 score. 35-17. That would be complete. It was funny. Because, <laughs> that would be really good. It was funny because Coach Satake, after talking about that, he, he's like, but it's not like if we get a complete game, I'm immediately going to say, okay, I'm done. Okay, we're, we're good. We, we've reached Check. our goal. We're done. He's like, it's like, it's my job just to find, to, you know, to find something to nitpick about. He said coaches are the jerks who find something <laughs> to complain right. about. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, that works. like he said, we're still searching for that game where we put all three phases together. That's right. And I mentioned a bunch of the numbers, but what's the average score been the first three versus the last three? It's very different, which brings us to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. The average score of the first three games is 17 and 17.7. Okay, low scoring. Very low scoring. The last two, the complete opposite. 43 and a half and 44. So they go wow. in the first three games scoring and giving up right around 17. The last two games scoring right around 44 and giving up around 44. Wow. So, yeah, the juxtaposition of that is interesting. And there have been injuries, especially on the defensive side of the ball, that have played into that. But you answer this question. What would a complete game for BYU football look like? When I look at all three phases and what they would need to do for it to be a complete game for me, the first thing I start with is the special teams. And I don't change mm. a thing. I think special teams has been the most consistent part from the first game to today, whether it's kickoff coverage, field goals. I think special teams, you don't, you don't mess with that. You, you stay consistent like you've been. Amen. I agree with that. Offense keeps going with the Jamal fence, as you guys have, the Jamal fence, as you guys have coined it. <laughs> when BYU runs the ball effectively, they put themselves in a position to win. I mean, we, you can't expect 286 yards, although that would be nice, from Jamal. Nice. It would be real nice <laughs> if you're getting that type of production. But when Jamal runs well, BYU's offense is in a really good position because it just opens everything up. Now, it'll be different this week because Michigan State, they're really good against the run. But then defensively, for me, it, it's all about creating turnovers mm. and holding the opponent to less than 20. And for me, that starts with QB pressure. That, in my opinion, that's what sets all of that up. It sets up the turnovers. It sets up the defense to be put in, in the right position. If they get pressure on the quarterback, I think all that stuff goes into, into, into play. Absolutely. It's hard to quantify, like I mentioned, in football. What's a complete game? But to me, and, you, and you're assuming that the other team doesn't have their kind of complete game, and that's what you want defensively is sure. to limit a team. But I think, especially this week against Michigan State, that would be a game in which you have great balance. You can rush for the ball. You're forcing turnovers. Uh, you are in the plus one or plus two side of things, uh, like you mentioned, with turnover margin. That, to me, would be a complete game. Taysom Hill is throwing around 55%, 60%, uh, and, and not a, lot, a bunch of turnovers. Uh, 
like West Virginia per se, but more like what we saw uh, against Arizona and and Toledo, where you're you're limiting those turnovers and you're taking advantage. Points off turnovers is a huge one, actually. Now that I think about it, points off turnovers uh, is a huge thing because BYU, when they took advantage of of that last week, that was the difference in the game. It's even except for points off turnovers. In fact, Toledo had more of a lot of stuff, but it wasn't. But the turnovers made the difference. So. This week against Michigan State, I think if BYU was in a position where they were able to be plus two in turnover margin, uh, Jamal Williams could run for 85-plus. I, I don't see him going crazy this week. Then I think BYU's in a great position to win. And you know, BYU doesn't need to be complete on both sides to win per se. They just need to be close to that because offensively, the struggle was real. Yeah. And then... Well, the last two weeks, it's been awesome, but the struggle was real for the defense, so put it together. Well, and it doesn't need to be a feast or famine. You don't need to go from scoring 10 to 50. You know what I mean? A nice, happy medium. <laughs> Taysom Hill after the game goes, yeah, now we're going to try and score 55 a game. <laughs> what? You're going to try and score? If BYU 30. scores 30 to 35, and the defense, which is very capable of holding teams 20 to 25, not, you know, I'm not a math yeah. major, but if you score 30 to 35 and only give up 20 in, to 25, you're probably going to win the game. You're in business. And not every week is going to be this Big 12 kind of shootout. That, that was two weeks ago against West Virginia. This last week, last week was an old whack shootout. It like, was no the, defense! It was the two best offenses that BYU has faced True. so far this year. True. Now, with that said, I, I, I don't think we expected the number of points to be given up, but you can understand why, at least defensively, why plus injuries, obviously, to some key players. You, know, you can ex- understand that when the caliber of offense that you face increases significantly, you know, you, you're gonna, you're, it's not going to be like facing Arizona or Utah and UCLA's offense. BYU was able to handle those. West Virginia, Toledo's offense, far superior to this point. To me, this game will be more like the Utah game because Michigan State scoring offense, 105, total offense, 78. But their defense, 51st, total defense, 29th, rush defense, 16th. So this is going to be a battle. What would a complete game for BYU football look like? Use the hashtag BYUSN. Let's go to the Twitter machine. Tweet, tweet. At Devere, at Devere Gmay, something like that. The average O of the first three games and the D of the last two games equals 45-18. Sorry, at Jerem Jordan. That was a math problem. Uh, at Fabulous Fuss. I don't Fuss. like math, but I like a lot of stuff. At Fabulous Fuss. Just breaking this one down. Good offense, good defense. It's as simple as that. Seriously. I like it. I like bring it. it. Coming up, Between the Lines with Kate Hansen returns, plus Brian Logan. But first, Uncle B, Blaine Fowler. Can Jamal Williams carry the Cougars to win on the banks of the Red Cedar? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. We're on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. The conversation is happening right now on Twitter. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Coming up tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on BYU TV, you can see Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, David Nixon, and Brian Logan break down the BYU versus Toledo game on After Further Review, AFR for the Cool Kids, coming up tonight. Again, 7 Eastern Time on BYU TV. Yeah, Brian Logan and David Nixon, defensive guys, they might have a breakdown, but there will be a (laughs) breakdown as well tonight at 7 Eastern Time. Our Twitter question, what would a complete game for BYU football look like at Pickfire21? Domination start to finish a la UCLA 2008. Wow. For me, it's not having these heart-stopping finishes. Now, those are two different ideas you just presented there. 
59 to 0 versus the Heartstopper. Somewhere in the middle, maybe? Hey, these Question games mark? just remind you you're alive. How about that? It's true. It's so true. And a man who always does that for us as well is Blaine Fowler, who's in studio. Blaine, welcome back. Hey, nice shirt, man. Yeah, this is Ben gave me this when I came in. Ben gave you that. Yeah. That's cool. What? Yeah. It, what happened with you? <laughs> Did, are you serious? Yes, they're giving them away. Out front, they're giving them away. He gave you no, that shirt. No, he's not giving <laughs> them to everybody. They're not giving them away to everybody, but he did give so me this. So you did not have to buy this shirt? Of course not. Wow. Are you kidding me? No, this is... Did you have to buy that? Maybe. Oh, oh my. <laughs> We're making wow. Shep buy his own gear? Oh, wow. We'll chat later. Vaisikahema taught me something when we were in school, and, and this is his... This is his mantra that he lives by. If, if it's free, it's for me, and I'll take three. That's Vi's mantra for life. Wait, you, you didn't get three, I did you? I got three, yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Just in case there's weight gain or weight oh. loss. Yeah, that's what, Vi taught me that. Yeah, that's, you got to uh, do it. And there's been weight gain and weight all loss. All of my gear is sponsored. Like, people say, why are you wearing an Air Force shirt? And I'm going, well, because Troy Calhoun gave it to me. Because he free. gave it to me. Yeah, yeah, so why are you wearing Wyoming stuff? Yeah. Because this is a cool jacket, and they gave it to me. You're like, I don't <laughs> normally wear Abercrombie & Fitch, but uh, yeah. The BYU uh, offense and defense have kind of switched roles the first three games to the last two games. Kalani Sataki talked about, hey, we want to play a complete game. So that's our Twitter question. What would a complete game for BYU football look like? Oh, I've got really specific things when I think of what a complete game is. So so a complete game to me is 450 yards of total offense or more. 300 passing, 150 rushing, and it can be you know so it could be 200 and two, it, but but it just any variable yeah that it can okay. be a variable that but it needs to be 450 plus. So think about it. the offense the last couple of weeks has been 500 plus. So the offense to me has been great, but for this to be complete, the offense has to function the way they have and get me 450 yards or more. If it was perfect, it would be 300 throwing and 150 rushing, and then they would be plus one in turnover margin, and the defense would hold the opponent to 350 yards or less, including 100 yards or less rushing. Hmm. So, to, so those are the, when I, I look at it. I wish would come with more specifics. Yeah, so okay. when I would like you to do research If I'm, if I'm breaking here. down the stats and, and I'm looking at it, and, and those are all of the variables, I would go, wow, this is pretty much a perfect game hmm. if they did that. So plus one in turnover margin, 350 or less in what they give up, so that's what they play in terms of total defense, 100 or less rushing defense. Because See, I'm okay if they get – 250 throwing it, 200 to 250 throwing it. If they hold that team to 100 or less running the football, then BYU is going to win. Then a 450 plus offense game and uh, and 300, 150. Like if I'm looking at what the perfect game is, that's the that's the perfect game to me. And, and of course, if they do all of that, they win handily. Okay, so they win you, handily. you don't even attach points to it because you no, think they, those would if just they come. do those th- if they do what I just said right there, they'll win. They'll win for cert- for certain. So as Jerem mentioned, the way that this team performed offensively and defensively the first three games is different from what we've seen the last two games. So in your opinion, what's been the biggest factor for the change? It's, it's, it's partly the style of teams that they've played. So sometimes football, basketball too, we see it in during basketball, is about matchups. And so the style is different depending on who you're playing because you're going to take what the defense gives. So West Virginia is a team that pushes the pace, gives you more possessions. I also think that it coincides with a time that BYU started to really get it up front on the offense. And so they started to make more plays. They started to create more seams. If BYU went back and played Utah right now, I think they would be more effective offensively because I think this offensive line is really playing well and has taken steps forward since, since Utah and UCLA. 
I still don't think it's going to be a 40 or 50 point game against those teams because they're different styles but it on be offense in the and teens. defense. No, B- BYU, I don't think BYU, if they went back and played every team they played this year, would have a game outside of uh, 20, 20 plus, even against those really, really good defenses. Because I think the offense is better now. But I think the scoring explosions and the difficulty on defense has come because the style of team they're playing. Uh, people, you know, we went into that Toledo game and I kept saying, Man, I, this team is a little bit scary because when I watch them on film, the way they execute offensively, if, if UCLA or Utah could run their offense the way Toledo runs their offense, with the talent that those teams have, especially up front, they, they'd be undefeated teams and ranked in the top five. Um, but Toledo happens to run their stuff better than those teams run their stuff. They have great athletes on the outside. I mean, Kareem Hunt's an NFL running back. I, I had a guy, a guy come up to me in McDonald's on Saturday morning, and he was just mad. Like he, he was kind of yelling at me because <laughs> which happens he's a like, lot in McDonald's. No, he's he said, "Why <laughs> is BYU tackling so bad? They stink." I could tackle better. And I was like, well, I don't know about that. Because he takes a bite of a McMuffin. Yeah, but, <laughs> I know. And, I, and I was having a sausage McMuffin with eggs saying, well, I can't, I can't tackle better, not with this. <laughs> but, and, and I said to him, I said, well, they, they could take better angles than they took, and they had some assignment errors in that game. But that running back is an NFL running back, and he's going to make people miss in the NFL let alone in college, the way he stopped and had lateral movement. And he's, just, he's just a tough guy to, you know, to, to tackle. Why don't they tackle Jamal Williams? Because he's an NFL running back and he's hard to tackle. Why couldn't BYU tackle Marshall Falk in the 52-52 tie? Hey, because Marshall's great. And so you got to give Toledo a little bit of credit in that their skill players are big-time players and their quarterback played out of his mind. He's a good player as well. Um, and there were some errors on defense, but that style of play lended itself to more of a the old-school kind of games, speaking of BYU-San Diego State. But halfway yeah, through yeah. that game, I'm like, hey, this reminds me of that, except hey, for, except for BYU's not down by 21. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't have to make the comeback. Blaine Fowler is in studio on BYU Sports Nation, rocking the awesome uh, BYU Sports Nation t-shirt that Jason has so awesomely uh, rocked as well. Side did you buy it Jason. online, or did you? Yeah, I bought it online. Nice. BYU Store. Search for BYU Sports Nation. You can find it. But yeah, I, uh, yeah, I bought it. Blaine, I bought it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> are, you, nice. are you buying this? Uh, there have been injuries. Now that is a segue. Thank you. There, yeah. there, there have been significant injuries on the BYU defense. Have we learned more about the value of Troy Warner while he hasn't played? Well, I'll tell you one thing we've learned. When, some, when, they, when teams are going at the other corner, when I say the other corner, opposite Michael, Michael Davis. Davis. Davis Island. It, it, it's not that those guys aren't good. They're young. It's that teams are looking at film and going, wow, this guy is really good. Why are we going to attack this guy when we have young players over there? And it doesn't matter whether Troy's over there or Wilcox is over there or who it is that's over there. They're going to go at that corner. And if you're going at one side, even if they went at Michael Davis all game long, they're going to catch some balls on Michael Davis, just a, just a lower percentage. So they choose higher percentages. So if it seems like... They're picking on those guys. It's because they are, but not because they're going, hey, these guys aren't good and these guys aren't talented. They're going, okay, what's our option here? We've got Michael Davis who can play. Michael Davis could start anywhere in the country. Michael Davis could start at Alabama at corner. He's that good. He, has the, he has the speed. He's got the size. He's a guy that translates into the NFL in terms of it. So you're going to go where he is not, and then you're going to have young guys that are going to make coverage errors. It's not that Wilcox can't go run with people and doesn't have great feet. I've talked to Gennaro about him. He goes, man, this kid's going to be really, really good. So by the time Wilcox is a junior and senior, by the time Troy Warner's a junior and senior – 
they're going to be going, okay, we don't want to go that way, so who's the young guy on, on the other and side? And Diane Link as well. Yeah, and Diane, and Diane, I thought, played really, really well in this last game. I thought he really accounted himself well. So it's not so much that these guys are bad. It's that that's where teams are going because they're throwing it away from Michael Davis. And and there was a play where Michael Davis, we're watching on the film, we'll, we'll break it down for you tonight, where guy looked like he ran away from Michael Davis on a deep ball. I got news for you. We looked at the coverage. Michael Davis was the flat defender in that. He was just running to catch up. That was not his fault. I'm not going to say whose fault it was, but that was a blown coverage, and it wasn't <laughs> Michael Davis's blown coverage, hmm. just for the record. It's on the record. <laughs> <laughs> this matchup with Michigan State is really intriguing to me, and it's funny because when the season or when the schedule comes out before the season starts, you always look at it and say, okay, well, that's going to be a tough team. That'll be a tough one. That's probably the toughest game on the schedule. Most of us thought the Michigan State game was probably going to be the toughest team that BYU would face. It doesn't always play out like that. Do you think this game this Saturday is more winnable against the Spartans than maybe we originally thought before the season started? When, when we talked preseason schedule on the shows we were doing, I picked Michigan State as the toughest game on BYU's schedule. On the road, that and Boise State, which maybe Boise State still is. I don't know, on the road on a short week. But that one on the road... After who they've already played, I figured BYU would be two and three or three and two at this point. They're two and three. I thought, man, Michigan State. I was probably giving them too much credit for their history. Mm -hmm. And it is hard to replace double-digit starters when you lose double-digit starters. Um, And I think we're all just assuming, but it's Michigan State. They're never out of the top ten. They can just reload. They're they're always going to be in the top ten. And and I heard D'Antonio talking this week, and he's saying – a lot of the guys that are playing right now have not tasted the tough times and had to work the way we had to work to get the program to where it has been the last several years. And so they need to knuckle down and play. So he, he's calling out his young guys and saying, hey, they have talent. You're right. They are. We recruit top talent. But, but he's worried a little bit about the mentality, the work ethic, and those guys just showing up and thinking they can win because they're Michigan State. Mm. And so – that's a long answer to your question, but yes, this is a winnable game. After watching them against Indiana, um, and we, we'll go right back full circle to where we started. Matchups, this is a very similar style team to BYU. So I expect it to be more of a game like UCLA or Utah because they're better up front. This is a defense that our defense is patterned after. So they run the same defense that BYU does. They run a pro-style offense, and... It's going to be a lower-scoring game, but I think BYU is capable now of getting into the 20s instead of being held to 10 or 17 because they're better offensively at this point. Yeah, this is going to be another close game, and it's very winnable for BYU. We did the research uh, earlier. Uh, We're all about the research. Michigan State's lost two in a row. They've not lost three in a row since 2009. Well, they haven't lost two in a row in a long time either. Look at that. In in four years. Just shot it down. I love it. Yeah, (laughs) they haven't lost two in a row in a long time, and, and they haven't lost to Indiana in like seven years. Yeah. Indiana, so, the look on Indiana's face after that game was like, what, what just happened? What did we just do? We, we just, just won? This isn't yeah. basketball? This is, this is one of the premier <laughs> programs in the country, but the premier programs in the country have, they don't have rebuild years, but they have reload years. And mm-hmm. this is a reload year for Michigan State. They lost an unbelievable amount of talent. And it doesn't hurt that BYU doesn't have to face their best defender in the first half. So I know, Malik I know, McDowell. Yeah, and Riley I know that, Bulla, the linebacker, might still be hurt yeah, with that shoulder. And so they, they've he, had, is out, he is out. Actually. They've had some injuries, and, um, and so I, I think it's an opportunity for BYU, and BYU's learned a lot about themselves in the first five weeks. They keep getting better. So BYU's trajectory is like this. Michigan State's got to regroup, and it's going to be one, or two menta- one of two mentalities this Saturday. It's going to be, 
hey, we are Michigan State, and this is a bunch of baloney, and they're going to play with a chip on their shoulder and play out of their minds and play well, or they're going to come in and they're going to go, we just have to see if this really is a reload year, and maybe we're not as good as we thought we were, especially those young players. So the start of this football game, that first quarter for BYU to set the tone and to either further the doubt that the young guys have or give them confidence that, okay, last couple weeks is an aberration. I, I think more than any game this season, the first quarter of this football game is really important. So BYU's got to get off to a good start. If they could replicate what they get, did against Toledo just in the first quarter, they put up 21, had a fast start, that would be nice. Blaine, yeah. great stuff. Uh, thanks for coming in. We'll check you out tonight at 7 Eastern Time on the AFR. You bet. See you guys. Blaine Fowler. Our Twitter question, what would a complete game for BYU football look like? Use the hashtag BYUSN. Coming up, Kate Hansen hits up the rock line, but first, B-Lowen is crazy. BYU will score 50-plus points in bold <laughs> predictions last week. And Other Wild Thoughts joins us on BYU Sports Nation. He's got a shirt on, too! Oh, He's brother! He's got a shirt, oh, too! Oh, brother! <laughs> Welcome back. Jerem Jordan and Jason Shepard in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio Simulcast. In beautiful HD on BYU TV. Tune into BYU TV Sports Facebook page. If you're wondering what that is, facebook.com slash BYU TV Sports. At 1.10 Eastern Time today for BYU football post-practice interviews on Facebook Live. Jeremy and I will also do a little recap of everything that goes on uh, after practice today as well. If there's anything I learned from the social network movie, it's, it's the Facebook, not the Facebook. Ah, okay. Remember that part? I do remember that. Have you that. seen that movie? I have seen that it's part. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. Hey, let's refresh today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. It's Michigan State Week for BYU football at Kalani Satake's weekly press conference. He told the media his team needs better individual defensive execution. Defensively, and a lot of it was just not, not, a lot of, not great discipline on our defense. And, and in order to play this type of style of defense, uh, we need more guys to believe and, and to just uh, play the right technique. Men's basketball held its first practice of the season yesterday. Head yeah. coach Dave Rose says he was happy with what he saw. I really liked what I saw today. Guys hustling, trying hard, second effort. Guys on the floor. Uh, we had a lot of work to do, but I was pleased with the group today. The team will hold its first practice in the brand-new Marriott Center Annex, a.k.a. the YMCA today. Mm. Dave Rose yeah. also announced yesterday some injury news. Elijah Bryant out with a knee injury, but is expected to be back for the season opener when the Cougars take on Princeton on the 14th of November. Also, LJ Rose out with a sprained ankle. Third-ranked women's soccer beat San Francisco 4 nothing yesterday thanks to a hat trick from the nation's leading goal scorer, Ashley Hatch. Medeiros takes the header, puts it at the feet of Vasconcelos, now takes the ball back. Hatch making a run. Hatch has an open net, and it's four to nothing! A hat trick for the nation's leading scorer, Ashley Hatch. Thank you, Spencer Linton. That's 15 goals for Hatch, and the second time she's had a Hatch trick this season. Also, Rachel Boaz came off the bench to play goalkeeper for the first time since breaking her hand against Penn State on August 26th. The AVCA poll was released yesterday, and BYU women's volleyball dropped two spots. They are now number 13 after splitting two road matches last week. The chairs dropped two spots as well for our next guest. His name's Brian Logan. Brian, what's up, man? Hey, you have the shirt. It I looks do, great, I dude. Do have the shirt. I'm, I'm, hey. trying to, I'm trying to drop this mic, man. I don't know if you... <laughs> People, the camera can see me right now because, like, I dropped the chair, but yeah. I, well, I raised it up. Yeah, but the mic you raise is, us up. Yeah, thank you, Josh. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let, 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 that. let me guess. Ben gave you the shirt. <laughs> I, I purchased this, man. No, you did not. Yeah, yeah I did. 
Yeah, I did. Why didn't you just ask Ben? I purchased this, man. Well, good. Then oh, I don't well, feel okay. so bad. I'm yeah, just Ben gave it to me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. There's always there's always one. You bought yours? Yeah, I bought it. Why'd you do that, man? Mm, let's not talk about it. Why would this you? is the unanswerable you question work for right Brigham. now, man. You work for Brigham, bro. You get free if you stuff. come to Brigham, you get either a T-shirt or you go to a bowl you game. You get a right, T-shirt, Brian? you get swag, you get you know all that stuff, man. You don't got to buy anything. I've never maybe seen underwear and socks. That's about Jason it. hasn't been this mad since that one Chiefs game in 1993. <laughs> With Joe Montana in the playoffs or whatever, I'd be mad too if I was buy, if I bought a shirt and people were getting them for free. That'd make me mad. J- Jason's yeah. just going to be quiet, that so we might be, as well commence be, the questions. That would make with someone you. mad, wouldn't it? Mm. Yeah, <laughs> very mad. Speaking of mad, Kalani Stock is not mad, but he wants BYU to put a complete game together. Um, what would that look like in your opinion for BYU right now, Brian? A complete game. You know what? Um, whenever, whenever Coach Minnow, whenever Bronco talked about having a complete game, um, he always talked about having three the three phases of the game um, as solid as possible. So obviously, offense, defense, and then special teams. But he even broke it down to like the numbers. So our our, our three pillars, um, which is rushing over a hundred yards uh, for the offense. For the defense, we had to hold teams under a hundred. Um, scoring, we, yeah, right. yeah, under under hundred rushing scoring, uh, we had to score over twenty four points. Defense, you had to hold a team under twenty four points, and then plus one in the turnover margin. That's so, pretty good. Yeah, so that that was really what we that was the standard right there. It was if we follow the, those metrics and, and hit those goals and those numbers, that is a complete game. And the reason why is this, this dude is crazy when it comes to stats. Um, teams like Alabama and Florida and all these, these, you know, Texas at the time when they were good, um, (laughs) use these, use these same metrics. Um, and they, and I mean, all these teams lost like one game, you know, within, I don't know, like, like three, four seasons. Right. So they were pretty dominant. Um, and, and do through the research that Bronco did with his staff, uh, came up with those numbers and that was a lot that allowed him to, you know, hit those pillars, uh, identify those as, for for players, and yeah, that to me that would be a perfect game. And and I believe that BYU itself is in the 90th percentile when they accomplish yeah, just the 24 yep. plus and under 24 defensively. Numbers. It's yeah, it's crazy, it's crazy, bro. When we saw the numbers, and, he, and it's like he's like, I'm not, I'm not just making this stuff up, guys. I don't just sit here and just punch numbers on my calculator just because. <laughs> Like oh yeah, that's who has a, a calculator I anyway? <laughs> that's what they did. What you did, coach, as the head coach, yeah, BYU. So my bad. <laughs> coach Satake mentioned Chris Wilcox. He said he was baptized by college football. Where do you think he and the other defensive backs need to grow? And and where do you think that group is right now? It's just swag and confidence, man. I mean, corner corner is a. It's a it's a very easy position, Jason. You could play you can play corner. It's easy. Why do you say that? Be- because of could Jerem play just, corner? Anybody can yeah, play. Yeah, why didn't you say me? Any, anybody can play corner. He's just first. I can't really oh, see okay, you. Yeah. See so what happens is I'm short, so like the chair, you know, like he's in my <laughs> yeah, he's uh-huh, in my way of you, uh-huh, so yeah. yeah. So um could Spencer? Oh yeah, anybody can. And, and so I I've, <laughs> I've literally dude, I've been a part of teams where I've I've Cornerbacks have been have ran four sixes, four sevens. Um, they have been a hundred and like seventy pounds and been first team All Americans and, and, and first team All Conference guys because of the technique. They're they're just technicians. 
But if you have the speed, the height, the weight, and all the intangibles with technique, then, I mean, you just you just ball so hard. So it's a little bit easier. But these guys, I, I think a lot of it has to do with, obviously, technique, but I think just confidence and swag right now. If you get beat for a touchdown or get beat for a long play, you have to dust that off and get back up and say, that, okay, that never happened. It's still, you know, 0-0. Zero, zero. Um, you know, he has no catches. I have no no interceptions. You know, let's go right back at it. And you have to have a short memory. And so, I don't think that I don't think that that's what I see right now. Those guys. You th- so you think they're good? Like they're playing well. You like where they're at. Um, the, the defense gave up fifty three, and yes, they're young. But you like the direction they're headed, and you like what they're doing currently. I don't necessarily like. I like what everybody's doing except for the DBs. <laughs> Just, the, the DBs, man. <laughs> the DBs need definitely need some work, but. I, I don't. I don't really think it's it's a talent issue. I think it is has it to youth. Do, it's, it's youth. Well, this is the thing, man. When when the, when I really was peaking at my game, and some of the things that I've learned from a technique standpoint, wasn't until Coach Mendenhall took over and Coach Howell took over um, in 2010. And so, so that was you know, your senior year. That was so my you, senior. Yeah, that you was my senior your year. junior year without that. Yep. What you're talking about? Yep. A hundred percent. And and I I remember just in warmups. Uh, receiver, receiver coaches and, and offensive coordinators would come up to me and say, hey, we've been really impressed with how you played you know, these last few games. From the other team. From the other team, yeah. And, and it was literally because of just the, the technique and really focusing on you know, the small little keys. And you don't, you don't do that in high school, man. When you're coming off that yellow bus, you are fresh, and you do not know what in the world you are doing, especially from corner. Usually cornerbacks are the best players on offense or, or on the team. So you have those, those, those running type of quarterbacks. Um, you have – Kai Nikula. Yep, Kai, exactly, Kai. And then, and then what happens is they're so athletic – they're really so athletic, and they're the best on the field. The coaches say, "You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna put you in the in the most toughest position ever, and, and you're gonna play corner. And the reason why is because you're already at a disadvantage. I have somebody running at me while I'm I'm going backwards, dude. How fair is that? How fair is that, Jerem? That's not fair it's at not, all. It's not very fair. That's why the offense should always excel against a defense that's the, that's the, why the defense is disadvantaged that's why the offense the receivers should wait delay like two seconds before you know after the and ball if you're snapped. in the cfl <laughs> which you were for a little bit they get a running start in the afl oh that's not oh. even that's really not fair man that's a super cheat code but i mean <laughs> that, that, that's the that's the thing though it's like you're you're when i played corner in high school i didn't i didn't even dude it was like go guard him literally that's what my coach is saying mm-hmm. i mean pretty raw right? yeah yeah exactly since you're a soothsayer, by the way, after that fifty plus, after the after pr- successfully predicting BYU would score fifty, uh, just go ahead and tell us what's going to happen against, against Michigan State on Saturday. Well, I mean, Jerem, Jerem's my boss when it comes to. Uh, I'm just the know, producer, ca- Brand. <laughs> <laughs> Not your boss. When it comes when it comes to countdown, and uh, so I don't know if Jerem wants me to. You know, display that. So no, we got to save it. You got to save it. Oh, you got to watch. You, you got to watch. So you do know what's going to happen. You oh, just can't divulge it until you can tease count it, down man. to kickoff. Oh, I yeah. know. It's 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 pretty big, man. Oh. It's it's it, it's it's uh. Would you say it's the opposite? Let's say it's it's it's, 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 it's like it's defense. It's defense oriented. Yes, right? it's very defensive oriented, and yeah. it got another <laughs> reaction ahead of us. Literally, yes. Yeah. You that, should yeah. get a crystal ball prop in front of him. Uh, we do. Saturday. We shake Brian's head, and then we look in his ears. <laughs> that's what. That's exactly what happens, man. See, the thing about it is, Jason, when you're in tune with your spirit, 
man. And um, <laughs> you just you just get these promptings, man. And you, sometimes you just get numbers. And sometimes you may hear voices, but if you if you if you hear certain voices, you may want to get checked. You know, because some- <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Too many voices. <laughs> Too is many bad. voices. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Brian, good stuff. Uh, we look forward to uh, AFR after further review tonight, at seven Eastern time. Thanks, Brian. Yes, sir. That shirt looks good on Brian. Also, that is the least form-fitting shirt we've yes, seen on it's Brian Logan ever. the baggiest ever. shirt he has ever worn in his life. That is the baggiest shirt. Hey, coming up in this week's edition of Between the Lines with Kate Hansen, she visits the Does she have a line. shirt, too? I don't know. You don't want to miss it. Between the Lines with the Olympian, Kate Hansen, coming up. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, and of Jason Shepard. Jerem Jordan alongside Jason. Live from Studio B, remember if you ever miss an episode of BYU Sports Nation Live, we rebroadcast it at 6 Eastern weeknights on BYU TV. And coming up tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern time on BYU TV as well, you can see Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, who we had on a couple of segments ago, Brian Logan, who was just in last segment, as well as David Nixon, breaking down BYU versus Toledo and looking ahead to Michigan State. It is all tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern time, after further review. It's one of the best hours of BYU football on television. It really yes. is. Uh, our Twitter question today, what would a complete game for BYU football look like at Cougar 23 Contain on the defensive side. Don't give up big plays. Feed Jamal. Yes. Keep opening holes for him. Taysom plays his game. That sounds pretty good. In you know what? Let's just have him do that. That's cool. Uh, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Team goals for this Saturday. That right there. Last Tuesday, we debuted a new segment on BYU Sports Nation with Kate Hansen. And she is back for week two. This time, Kate is recapping Twitter reaction from the Toledo game and going man on the street with the rock line prior to the game. It's time to go between the lines with Kate Hansen. What's up, guys? My name's Kate Hansen, and I'm here with your BYU Insider. It's a segment by the fans for the fans. Let's go between the lines. So Friday night's game against Toledo was unbelievable. There was a lot of things that happened, but a few things stood out. A, Jamal Williams is a boss and now holds BYU's single-game rushing record. And B, we had 60,000 fans still at the stadium at 11.30 at night. So we applaud you guys. Thank you for being there. We needed you in that close, close victory. So earlier last week, we sent out a tweet asking what we thought the newspaper headlines should be after this game. And some of you sent out some pretty good tweets. Here's, some, here's a couple. At B-Royal Blue Coog, Mitt Romney's presidential announcement sparks landslide Cougar victory over Toledo. Big shout out to Mitt Romney for being there on Friday night to light the Y. I don't think we could say it was a landslide victory, but we take the W's where we can get them. So we're grateful for that. Our second tweet is at Dallin Hickson. Both Kalani Sataki and Tanner Mangum received their second unsportsmanlike conduct penalties this season. I'll be honest, I think it's a good thing this didn't happen this game, but there's a lot of passion there that we want on our team. So we love you, Kalani. We love that passion right there. It was a lot of fun. So speaking of the Toledo game, we decided to take a little visit with our student section, and they gave us some pretty good insight. I mean, those kids, sometimes they stand outside for two to three days and even sleep overnight. Now you'd think if you're willing to sleep on the cement for your team that you would know a lot about them. Let's check this out. We call this Holy Toledo. Who's the cutest on the team? Tanner Magnum. (laughs) Tanner Magnum. Uh, that's what I'm talking about, Tanner Wagon coming at you. Here we go. What are you doing here? So we're camping out for the football game. Yeah, so I slept on this event. So we slept here. Actually, it's like the most sleep I've gotten in weeks. Sleeping. Yeah, I so slept right here, actually. We're here yes. from now until the rest of the Yeah, night. we are. I'm here for my son. I told him, you do the sleeping, I'll do the sitting. Do you know who we're playing today? Yes. 
um, Toledo. Toledo, yeah. We're playing the Toledo. The Toledo. Do <laughs> you Toledo. know who we're playing today? Toledo. Okay, okay, we're on it. Okay, so what's the craziest thing you've seen? Well, we had some people like put mannequins down and put heads, like fake dummy heads with, with wigs on them to try to pretend like they were here. You can't, you can't be fooled. Uh, no, no. No, you know. Me. That's right. You I know, know. I've, I've, I know every trick. Do you know where Toledo is? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I want to say Kansas. Where's Toledo? Ohio. Did you Google that? No, I live in Ohio. Oh! <laughs> she knows. What are feeling about this game? Oh, we're gonna do it. Oh, we're gonna so do it. This is like the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. the, this is this is the year, guys. Mm -hmm. This yeah. is the year. Yeah, we're doing it. Yeah, we've said it once. We'll say it again. We're this doing is it. it. We're doing it for Satake. You guys know our fight song? Oh, oh yeah. do yes. Wanna, do you want to sing it with me? <laughs> sure, we gotta stand them. We're gonna <laughs> challenge to the foe. <laughs> we will fight. <laughs> Hang loose. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. Make sure you watch out for next week on Tuesday. Go on Twitter. We're going to ask some questions this week, and make sure you hashtag BYUBTL. So stay tuned. Take it away, boys. Uh, there was a lot to <laughs> consume there. That was great. At least, hey, at least Kate isn't wearing a BYU sports name. Although I'm sure Ben is probably waiting outside the door to give her one. I'm pretty sure she has one. Ben, does, she, does Kate Hansen have one? She does? Oh, yeah, she has one. Okay, yeah, she has one. It's hilarious. Um, the, for the, on, on radio, you could see one of the, one of the uh, ladies in that had this cool kind of flowery rainbowish visor. Um, I think that we're going to try and get you that. Oh, we, we can't get a shirt, but we're going to try and get you that. Great consolation um, prize. Just in case. Hang another, loose. Hey, another great segment. J just the second week with uh, Kate Hansen, but uh, great stuff from Kate. We appreciate that. It's always good to have someone that's spoken with Beyonce and President Obama contribute to the show. No offense to you. <laughs> None taken. Our Twitter question, what would a complete game for BYU football look like? Use the hashtag BYUSN at BYUBaller10. To win a game by more than three points to keep my heart rate at a healthy level. A complete game would be a win by, more, by four plus for BYU, I think, at this point. How about this one? And I, <laughs> I agree with that. And one. I know Cougar fans would take this. At Nails 21 would look like the BYU versus Texas okay, games. Okay, those were complete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Com yeah. Complete destruction yes, of the Longhorns. Complete obliteration. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. I'll take one of those. Yeah. Oh, Either man. one. Pick one. Seriously. Hey, coming up, BYU beats Gonzaga, another Ashley Hatch trick. Where does the women's soccer team rank now? Cross-country climbs. And who isn't practicing on the basketball team? This is BYU Sports Nation. Get your t-shirts at the BYU store. BYU Sports Nation is presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. It's Michigan State Week for the Cougars at Kalani Satake's weekly press conference. He told the media his team needs better individual defensive execution. Also, today we'll be live on Facebook.com slash Sports at 110 Eastern Time with live interviews and a recap from practice. Men's basketball. About 15 minutes from now, BYU held its first practice of the season yesterday in men's basketball. Head coach Dave Rose says he's happy with what he saw. The team will hold its first practice in the new Marriott Center Annex today. Dave Rose also announced Elijah Bryant is out with a knee injury but is expected to be back for the season opener against Princeton on November 14th and LJ Rose is out with a sprained ankle. Soccer. 
Women's soccer dropped from three to number five in the NSCAA poll, but they did beat San Francisco 4 nothing yesterday thanks to a hat trick from the nation's leading goal scorer, Ashley Hatch. Also, Rachel Boaz came off the bench to play goalkeeper for the first time since breaking her hand against Penn State back on the 26th of August. Volleyball. The ABCA poll was released yesterday. BYU women's volleyball team dropped two spots. Number 13, just like soccer, uh, dropped two spots after splitting two road matches last week. Cougars in the NFL. Former BYU cornerback Rob Daniel signed with the Washington Redskins yesterday. He's been assigned to the team's practice squad. Congratulations. Cougars in the association. Kyle Collinsworth finished with a point, three rebounds, and two assists, and a steal in 11 minutes of play last night for the Dallas Mavericks in NBA exhibition competition. Golf. Men's golf is tied for first at the Nick Watney Invitational. The Cougars are tied with St. Mary's at four over par. The women's team beat Gonzaga 4-2 at the Gonzaga match play. Cross country. This just out, the coaches poll, and the men moved up to number three in the national coaches poll, and the women stayed at number 15. Future guests look like this, two-on-ones from football practice. Diljeet Taylor, brand-new assistant cross-country and distance coach for the the Cougars, and Michigan State radio analyst Jason Strayhorn. Uh, Not Jason Shepard, yeah. Today's Rise and Shouts brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most, DexterLaw.com. Who gets it, Jason? You know what? Let's give it to Ashley Hatch. And? Rachel Boaz? No, there's someone we always give it to. Well, I didn't know if we were going there yet. Bob Bowles? Yes, that's the one. Thank you. That's today's Rise and Shout. The Twitter question, what would a complete game for BYU football look like? Let's go to the Twitter machine. Tweet, tweet. At Melocopter, getting a lead early, playing with a lead, winning with a comfortable margin. I like that. BYU has yet to get a lead and keep that lead for the rest of the game. Winning comfortably is something BYU fans what would that have be? not experienced to this point since November <laughs> last year. So that would be a nice change of pace just for the for the nerves, not only of the fans, mm. but of the coaches and the players, uh, certainly. Uh, this one coming in from uh, at BYU Loss F Jazz. Uh, complete games in baseball usually mean the other team isn't scoring much, so yeah, a shutout or a one-score game. There you go. Today's elite tweet of the day is at that Wiley guy 91 A little Jamal Fence, less targeting calls, return of Butch, and a delicious cougar tail. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to Blaine Fowler, Brian Logan, and everybody on the crew. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. Don't forget when you do that, use the hashtag BYUSN. The show's on demand on BYUSN.com, the audio podcast on iTunes, and the TuneIn app. For Jason, I'm Jerem. we got to get this guy a shirt for free. Or do we? <laughs> Shout out to Doug Adams. BYU Sports Nation's back at it tomorrow at noon Eastern. We'll see you on Facebook Live in about 15 minutes. Welcome to the club. 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 club. Help them succeed with your donation and welcome to the club.